0: You're giving me a break, time All right, everyone. Welcome to The Breakdown. We are glad to be here tonight. Hey, do you think they know who's talking right now? Well, I'm hoping by this point. I'm Kurt. And I'm Luke. And this is The Breakdown. Good evening. We're doing an audio edition tonight. I get to see you, Luke, but nobody else does. That's fine. And you're still smiling. <laughs> you know, this actually brings me back to my radio days. I did I did radio early on uh, and Christian radio at that. So a lot of fun. And have you ever, ever gone on a radio I've station? I've never gone. Up
1: until The Breakdown, I'd never done any kind of... Uh, Program
0: Really? Yeah. It's a right. lot of fun. And, yeah. you know, having done this uh, breakdown with the video, it adds a different dynamic. But right now I feel a little, I feel a little at home. I feel at home because this is what I used to do on the that's radio. Awesome. So yeah. nobody can see us. We're kind yeah. of in this enclosed room, but we are glad to be here tonight. And we are coming on the heels of some really exciting things. Yes, that we
1: are. Yes, so we are.
0: You and I spent our weekend at camp. That was absolutely <laughs> wonderful. Awesome.
1: Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And I've I've told several different people um, um because you know we had to it was it's a camp that we own but we yeah. th- you guys had to do a lot of sprucing up yeah. um and i loved how it was such a simple environment mm. like there was nothing really fancy nope. uh the kids had archery yep. and other than that it was games that they played or they went out on the pond and Everyone was having such a good time. They yeah. didn't have their phones. Yeah. And it it just goes to show that you don't need a lot of fancy stuff or a lot of hype yeah. to have a good time. And then the times of worship with Collington. Oh, yeah. And then getting to have uh, really, really good one-on-one conversations with lots of the kids. That was really special for
0: me. Well, it was. And you did a great job. I did a lot of watching and observing. And I was like, wow, Luke, this is a real home for you. This is a win where you're connecting with young people. It was really fun. What you and I missed was Sunday morning, apparently Frank dancing around on the sand oh, playing, playing yeah, guitar yeah. and yeah. doing some really cool illustrations Yeah, yeah that was really and awesome Nicole and Jennifer just doing worship so just an all-around great weekend mm-hmm. we had a blast so you know if your kids missed out on youth camp this time make sure you get ready when it comes up again because Luke you said it. it's a simple environment yes it's not very like spectacular right now it will be mm-hmm. but it's not right now and uh in fact we were cracking jokes about some parents pulling up and seeing boarded up windows. Like, are we at the right place? <laughs> yes, you is are. Is this
1: safe for my child? Welcome yeah.
0: home. Put your tent up right there yeah. by the pond. <laughs> so that's what great. we should do.
1: We should have spray painted welcome home. Welcome home. Over the board. Oh my goodness.
0: I kept telling people, don't worry, I live here. I've been living here for two months. Don't worry, we're okay. Uh, oh, that's awesome. So yeah. that was our weekend. Yeah. And then of course, we had our folks on the mission strip who just came home. They are here. They are back. They've landed. They're safe. And apparently you can catch a a video Mm -hmm. on our social media. So HPC, Facebook, and Instagram, Lori has posted up a video. I had an opportunity to talk to Pastor Will and Lori uh, as they were coming in and just about some of their experiences, man. Just really amazing. Wow. Have you have you done missions trips? I've
1: been on two missions trips wow. um to the Dominican Republic. They were more uh VBS focused with the kids. Um and the kids loved it. Yeah. They love it. Cause we went to places that a lot of churches don't didn't go to. So it was really special for them that we
0: were that we were there. That's so cool. You know, I am 37. And I have never done a mission wow. trip. And it, it's like on the board. You do home missions. I do. Because we're all missionaries. That's kind of what I've accepted. Yeah. <laughs> I, am a, I am a local missionary. Yes. Uh, well, hey, listen, we're going to get into the message from Sunday, which really, Luke, man, this, I don't know how we come to the same church every single week. I do know how. Come to the same church every week. And every week it's a fresh word and a fresh revelation Mm. from the Holy Spirit. And, you know, Pastor Zach will tell you, he knows it's not him. It's the Holy Spirit. And that's what I love about the environment. And And if you don't understand this environment, we often talk about this, um, uh, apostolic environment. Yes. I wanted to say my joke word is apolistic. I almost <laughs> said apolistic, but the apostolic environment that we're in yeah. gives this fresh word all the time. And then, of course, we see people being able to move um, in their in their groupings. In the, as a pastor, teacher, evangelist, you know, prophet, whatever it may be. Yes. Um, so just a real fresh word on Sunday really spoke to me. First service, I felt like, hey, I actually need to go down for this altar call, mm-hmm. and I and I didn't, and because I do feel like, hey. I'm responsible to be praying over people during this time. But second service, the Lord really got a hold of me. And I knew at that point, you know, when the Lord is just using the speaker to read your mail right down to the T. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, if I don't go now, I'm being rebellious. And I don't yes. want to do that, yes. so I just responded to that altar call, and the Lord met me in an amazing way. And of course, it's been it's been a journey since Sunday, right? Because I've had a lot of challenges mm-hmm. since Sunday, yep. trying to walk through. But that's just proof. But
1: that's the point, that, and that's the point of this message. It is this real. It, it really is. <laughs> it really is, as we will see. Um so before Pastor Zach started his message yeah. he he did a, a a little um I don't I don't know if I'd call it a correction or a a, a, clarification, a clarification of something that he said uh, it, the previous week yeah and in in the previous message he talked about a growing disinterest in doctrinal divisions among believers today mm-hmm. and uh that generated some uh some feedback for him during the week and so then his clarification this week was that we do not forfeit doctrine for the sake of unity with each other Mm -hmm. we forfeit doctrine for the sake of unity uh with the father so good yeah it is really good and it's really important uh but we need to understand exactly like what that is yeah uh so what does it mean that we do not forfeit doctrine for the sake of unity with each other? Mm-hmm. So basically what that means is if we know something if we know something that we believe is biblical like it's a non-essential no that it is a essential mm-hmm. doctrine such as we are saved by grace, by grace. not by works. Correct. We don't we can't earn our salvation. Correct. Uh we're saved by grace. We can't sacrifice that in order to be in community right. with, or uh, in unity with those who believe that we have to earn our salvation. Correct. That's a, a very simple illustration of that. Correct. But then, as far as forfeiting doctrine for the sake of unity with the Father, what what that what I take that to mean is that when we come to God, when we come to the Word, you know, doctrine means what means beliefs about God. So when I approach the Bible, when I approach the Father. I have to approach approach him and his word with the idea that I may have wrong beliefs correct, and I need to be corrected by his mm-hmm. word.
0: Mm-hmm. And we talked about that a lot before, Luke, how we may have expectations and ideas, preconceived ideas right. coming into relationship with God. And what has God given us to help us align those those thoughts? Right. His word. Right. He's given us his word. Right. And so we're able to look, and you were talking with me, you yep. know, a little bit about Hebrews 4, you know, 12, the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And it pierces even to the division of soul and spirit, joint and marrow. And this is a discerner of the intents yes. of the heart. Yes. And so if we come in with a, with a doctrinal belief with God or a concept, and we find that it's different in the word, we have to let the word adjust. Are thinking right? Well, like some people will believe that every
1: sickness or every bad thing in their life is because of a sin that happened, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Some I, I know people who have believed that, correct? But when we go to the word, for example, Jesus, Jesus confronts this very idea yeah, with with his disciples so because so they good. there's this there's this man who's who's <sighs> sick. I believe he's blind and um and or lame and. This is the second week. I can't remember okay. the illness. I know. Okay. All right, no, the illness doesn't matter. <laughs> but they ask Jesus. Okay, so what happened here? Who sinned? Was it They're him or was it his parents? Yeah. And Jesus says neither. Right. Right. You know. So in that sense, he's he's confronting a false doctrine, doctrine. that the, that hit that was prevalent at that time, which Absolutely. is that every negative thing is because someone did something wrong.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a really really good point because. What we actually need to do is every negative thing comes from one bad decision, right. Paul tells us in Romans five. Yes. It's just Adam's bad decision, right. giving lordship over to the devil. So that's where all the bad decisions came from. So whether or not the specific instance that we're yes. faced with um is, is that direct. I love that Jesus does deal with that. Can 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 I take you back to the first part about adjusting, you know, doctrinal beliefs for the sake of community? Yeah, the absolutely. First point that Pastor yeah. Zach Tell is making. What about when we have a non-essential? And this is the point, this is what I was bringing up with you. You know, there may be some non-critical, non-salvation type thing. Everybody we need Mm -hmm. to settle on as followers of Christ, faith by grace through faith, right? not of works. Absolutely. That's foundational. Yeah, that's not, that, that is essential. That's essential, that it's is non, essential. Um, I non-negotiable. I that, negotiable. Non-negotiable, that's, that's p- the word I keep fishing for. I'm with you, I'm like, what's that non-word yeah. we want? It's the non-negotiable, yes. it's essential, critical. So what about when we move off of, we used to say it years ago, you know, um it's it's not making a mountain out of a molehill right. what about the molehill issues you know we do we do we push and pull a little bit and play yeah. to to have that compromise and unity there do we not argue over those things like what are your thoughts uh, on that i just think it's a great yeah. point because we we have to you know have in a sense god well i
1: would say like in my in my conversations with the believers in in my life from different denominations a big um spectrum I've encountered in, in regards to the role and the gifts of the Holy Spirit in mm-hmm. our life today. Yes. Um, that's a big one. So I have some friends that don't think that speaking in tongues is for today. Right. I have, and then other, but those same friends, they believe in the Holy Spirit and they'll say, Well, the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to illuminate scripture Correct. to us. Yep. So they do believe that the Holy Spirit is active and living in them, but they they don't believe in some of these other manifestations. Mm-hmm. And they so what I would say with that, like applying what Pastor Zach is saying, is I don't, I don't think that we sacrifice what we believe about the Holy Spirit, right? But it's important that we don't necessarily in that instance bash people over the head mm-hmm. but rather understand that the whole, you know the holy spirit is at work in their life and it's a progression it's a journey that we have to grow in and that's just the- that's my this is my personal yeah. My personal
0: opinion. I, I, I'm i just, I'm bringing it up and I'm kind of like drawing that out of you a bit because I think we have really struggled. And this is the reason we have so many denominations right. because we want to start these wars over, over sometimes seemingly small issues. We're, we need to, like you talked about, we need to settle on the majors. Okay? Right. But what about the minors? Right. And mm-hmm. I think that's where the Lord expects us to be able yeah. to work with one another and to prefer one another above ourselves and to not be bashing people right. because of the belief. And again, knowing that the Holy Spirit Spirit is at work in all of us. Right. And as Paul says in 1 mm-hmm. Corinthians 13, we know in part. Right, and we prophesy in part. Yeah. And sometimes talking with a brother or sister who has a different viewpoint, when you actually listen, you can begin to understand and even learn. Right, sometimes. Right. So I just want to clarify. I'm but talking about the this. Why
1: it's so important that we, as individuals, as individual believers, yes, we belong to churches, yeah, and we have we have our pastors, we have yeah. our the teachers that 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 we connect with well, but ultimately we need to be pursuing the presence of God and allowing God to change our hearts and illuminate his scripture to us. You know, Paul uh, tells Timothy in 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 5, he says, I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead and by his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort, and with great patience and instruction. Mm -hmm. For there will come a time when they will not endure sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires and will turn away their ears from the truth and will turn aside to myths. Mm -hmm. But you be sober in all things. Endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. It's so important that we are pursuing um the Lord Himself mm-hmm. and pursuing Him through His Word. Correct. Um, and even when we're listening to pastors and teachers, that we are Measuring everything Correct. that comes out of their mouth, out of your and my mouth, when we do Correct. when we do the breakdown, needs to be weighed against scripture because if it's not in scripture, then it's not true. Mm-hmm. And we're we're all fallible. We're, right? We're 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 we're, t- we're prone to stumble, right. right? And we're prone to surround ourselves with people that say the things we want to hear.
0: Yeah. So it is really good. I Actually, that's one of my favorite verses that Paul writes to Timothy. We have to be in the word and knowing the word, studying, Mm -hmm. as Paul says, again, to show ourselves approved. So you bring us to this great point where, where really Pastor Zach had the message coming from Acts chapter two, which is the day of Pentecost being fulfilled and Peter standing up and saying, "Hey, here's what's actually going on." Now, Peter moves from this, you know, this amazing experience and brings us right back to a prophecy that took place in Joel. And so he's going through, "Here's what happens. What you're what you're seeing, men and brethren, is the Holy Spirit's been poured out." And now because of that, Joel prophesied this, yes. and here's what's going to happen. And, you know, in short, in short, Pastor Zach brings us to this place where it's like, we have said, this is the reason for the Holy Spirit. This is the reason for the Holy Spirit. And this is the reason for the Holy Spirit. But really what was, what was really eye opening was to come to the end of the message and see like Pastor Zach was saying, and everyone who calls on the yes. name of the Lord, it ends right there. And we tend to get stuck on visions and dreams right. and prophecy, right. right?
1: The manifestations. The
0: manifestations. Yeah. So good. Right. So good. And, and. Paul writes a lot about this in the church to Corinth saying, you're so focused on the manifestations of the spirit that you've totally missed what the purpose of the spirit actually is. Right. Right. So Zach brought up, um,
1: cause, cause he, when he was reading the passage, preparing the message, he, you know, he felt that impulse, um, from the Lord to rest on that, that statement that Peter says to the crowd that these people are not drunk as the crowd supposed because right. they were all speaking in tongues and right. that was a first. Yep. So I can kind of understand why people would be like oh they must be yeah. drunk. Yeah. They really must. Um so Peter tells the crowd these these people are not drunk as you are as you suppose. And um but the Lord caused pastors act to pause on that mm-hmm. and basically like draw this comparison to well how are people using the Holy Spirit today like yeah. are some people abusing the work of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. or the you know the how the Holy Spirit moves in the same way that people abuse alcohol and he brought up three points so uh, to numb pain that sometimes uh, we limit the Holy Spirit by limiting him to just numbing our pain mm-hmm. because when we encounter when when the Holy Spirit ministers to us when we're in a when we're going through something difficult there is he is soothing. And he does minister to us in 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 a very very special way that causes us to be comforted, and people go to alcohol for the same thing, yeah, to numb out, mm-hmm. to comfort themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, the second was to escape reality. Uh, sometimes we show up to church because it shifts our, our reality temporarily, yeah, because in a sense it does. It's it a does. very it's it's very different. Like we actually capture a a tiny piece of like what heaven's going to be like. Where we're surrounded by everyone who's believing and calling on the name of the Lord. Mm. And that's a very different reality from the one in which we walk every day. It's true. It's true. Um, and then the third one is to to have a good time. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's like great. it's just fun. Yeah. Church is fun. Yeah. And let's let's, you know, market this. Let's let's just try to, you know, get people to come in so they feel good. And it's like, yeah, didn't you feel that? That's great. Come back next week.
0: Yeah. Yeah and And it's just it's interesting because for quite some time, I have sensed the Lord on this concept and and I don't mean to be rude, but I have sensed the Lord on this concept of, you know, we have turned our experience with the Lord into something that's going to make us fat, dumb, and happy yes. and it very much aligns with what Pastor Zach is talking right. about here because I think this is where the Western culture has brought mm-hmm. Christianity. And I, I would be so bold to say we have actually woven into our Christianity these Western beliefs of like the American dream and right. God wants me to be all of and this. prosperous. And, and, prosperous. and, and there's yeah, at its core, there's nothing the wrong time. with prosperity no. at its core. So Jesus became poor that we might become rich. However, is that the end game? Right. Is that what I'm seeking? Right. You know, and I I love this because I, pff, this message hits square for so mm. many people. It actually it actually caused you sitting in your seat us you general all of us to say, why am I coming to church? Why am I pursuing right. the Holy Spirit? Right. Why do I pray What's in the morning? What's the end goal? Yeah. What's the end goal of what I've enc- what I'm encountering today on to, Sunday morning? Yeah. Is it really just do do I need to numb out? Can I not handle my environment at home? And what I love is that if we're willing to face the pain and ask the question and then sit for a moment, we'll realize that we're not supposed to keep these experiences at church or the experience with the Holy Spirit compartmentalized. To that specific area of our life, it's supposed to bleed, baptized into every mm-hmm. area. Amen. So I bring the Holy Spirit to right. my broken home. Okay. So for those of <laughs> for
1: those of us listening, yeah, who maybe they they've only heard of the Holy Spirit as a member of the Trinity. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's their first it, their first week at church. And you know, our churches, we we talk about the Holy Spirit a lot. We talk yes. about the presence yes, and the spirit and
0: the spirit's work in our life. Yeah.
1: Who is the Holy Spirit Yeah, and
0: what is his function? That's so good. You know, you're putting me on the spot here asking me this question. Yes, you're teacher. doing it on purpose. Yes. <laughs> Don't call me teacher. <laughs> to quote Jesus Pastor himself. Pastor Kurt. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Don't call Why do you call me teacher? Oh my goodness. Um, it's an interesting question. You know, I heard it best described once and I think it's phenomenal that the Holy Spirit is a person. He's a persona. He is a, he is the third part of the godhead and he does come and it's interesting because he won't come in his fullness when jesus is on the earth jesus says i actually have to go Mm. so that the father will send and the father and i will send this holy spirit and jesus begins to say in john 15 and 16 here's what he'll do he'll remind you of the things that i said and he'll show you things to come he'll comfort he'll convict he'll exhort he'll lead he'll be your helper and he'll be your comforter And so when we have the experience with the Holy Spirit, first and foremost, when you're born again, the Holy Spirit comes and regenerates your spirit. Mm -hmm. When you move into that place of being baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit, which we would often say the evidence that follows that is a tongue. You may not experience a tongue right away, right? Mm-hmm. Or you may experience the gift of prophecy. And it, it, we get hung up on those minors, right. is really what I'm saying. Again, the
1: manifestations.
0: Yes, yes, we're looking for the manifestation to identify, but really it, that Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit is that person, that persona that comes and brings the residence of the Father. Jesus said right. that the Father and I will come and make our home inside of you. Yes. Now, how could they do that? other than the work of the Holy Spirit. So I would say that, that the Holy Spirit is the one who brings the residence of the Father and the Son inside of us and brings forth the work that needs to take place here on earth through us. Right. So the Holy Spirit, um, when we when we have called upon the name of the
1: Lord, mm-hmm. comes in and indwells in us, lives inside of us. That's what Jesus says. Yes. You know, Jesus tells that to his disciples. He's like, you know, I'm going to go. Uh, the helper is going to come and will be in you. Yes. In you. In you. Okay. So that means that the Holy Spirit is in me. If I believe in Jesus, Correct. if I am a follower of Jesus, the Holy Spirit is in me and active in me, even when I'm not um, at uh, in a, a worship service here at church. Come on. I see where you're going. That's good. So, <laughs> so that means the Holy Spirit is always is always there, is
0: always there for me. So let's break this down. Let's 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 bring into clarity what what you're saying at a deeper level. Prior to Jesus's death, burial, resurrection, right? And mm-hmm. ascension. Prior to that, we know when we read the old covenant, the old testament, the Holy Spirit would come upon people for a specific purpose and plan by God. But because of Jesus bringing us into unity and righteousness with the Father, we can now have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, which really just brings us right back to where Adam started. That Mm. glory that Adam had, God has made a way through Jesus for us to now have, which brings us to the point of the Holy Spirit is not just at work at the church building when you're here on Sunday. Looking at Sunday's message, you know, like this past Sunday, what Pastor Zach was saying. Amen. He is with you, and He is in you at all times.
1: Right. So, and as a helper, and as um, a comforter, as a counselor, um, as you know, uh, Jesus says in John fourteen that the Holy Spirit will teach us all things and bring to to remembrance, bring to our mind everything that Jesus has said to us. um, That's. That means that the Holy Spirit is supposed to be active, an active part of my everyday life. Correct. All of my interactions. Correct. So I'm supposed to. It's not just. It's not just something for me to feel mm-hmm. in on Sunday morning, and when I get a, a, a prophetic word or when I get a revelation in a worship service, that means that it doesn't just end there. Right. That means that I take that with me into my everyday life. Correct.
0: Correct. You know, Jesus said the words that I I say, they are spirit and they are life. And so how can we understand? Paul goes on to say, how can you understand the spiritual words from a natural perspective? So we need that Holy Spirit to, as your friends would say, illuminate the word to us, right. which ultimately brings us into deeper relationship. So we we come to this place where it's Holy Spirit is not about just numbing our pain. No. Holy Spirit is not about us escaping our reality. Right. The Holy Spirit is not about us just having a good time right. with all these manifestations. We're seeking, an, ex- seeking, seeking an, experience an experience where I, you know, I fall out right. in the spirit. Right, right. Cuz guess what? At the end of the day, you still have to get up. Right. You you still, you're not in heaven yet. You still get up and drive your car. Yes. I mean, you know, in times yes. where I've had a supernatural mm-hmm. one time in my life, I had a supernatural experience with the Holy Spirit and my wife had to drive me home. But I still, this is me in my flesh now. So right. we, we, we still have to go back to our right. reality. Right. It's like liking it, liking it to that, that drinking, mm-hmm. you know, you, you wake up the next morning, you're still faced right. with the same reality. Right. Right. So, so we have to then look and say, okay, well, what, what really is the purpose of the Holy Spirit? And I do want to say one thing mm-hmm. because, you know, Paul says in Romans 8 that the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the sons of God or the children of God, if we want to be, you know, in today's culture, the children of God, the sons of God. Mm-hmm. So we, we actually have this encounter with the Holy Spirit first and foremost to reveal to us that we're accepted and we belong to God. But that doesn't stay with just us. No. So, Pastor Zach brings us to this closing part of this this passage in Joel, and he says that for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be
1: saved. Right, because that's the <laughs> that's the end result. Yes, the end result is that we would be uh, the vessels that Christ has intended us to be, carrying His Spirit. Yes, and being led by the Holy Spirit. You know, we talk a lot about yielding, mm-hmm. and and uh, what that means is allowing the Holy spirit to guide us. Um, and, and, you know, we, so we can have like a yielding session where I I yield a problem or an issue to the Holy spirit. Um, but also it's also, as you're living your life, recognize that the Holy spirit is with you. Jesus is with you and he goes before you. And so like, Oh, so how do I interact in this situation so that I can speak As the spirit would want me to speak Mm -hmm. so that my, my, my tongue and my, my body posture, everything about me would bear witness that I belong to Jesus and I'm not living for myself. Yeah. Um, And that, and the end result of that being that we hope that people would look at us and then want to call on the name of the Lord to be saved. Yeah, You know, Jesus says, let your light shine before men, before people, so that they will see your good deeds and glorify your your father in heaven. And if I don't grasp that, that the whole point of God moving in my life is, yeah, to heal my hurts, to heal me and make me more like Jesus... But the end, the end point of all that is so that I would then reflect him to others and bring and and bring others to him, so that they can experience the same thing, and we can have this exponential growth of, of more and more believers
0: coming into uh, the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And and what's the point of that? What's the end game? If we keep thinking, of the, what's the end result? The end result is that the father gets what he wants, yes. which is his kids back, right? And right. Jesus gets his bride, right? He's you know, it's like we just look at what Peter says, like, hey. Don't think that God is slow. He's not slow, as some would measure time. Mm -hmm. He is actually long-suffering, not willing that any should perish. So, you know, this thing about us saying, like, God wants more to be saved, like the Holy Spirit's been poured out on on us, not just for us, but for the sake of others being saved, but because the Father wants His kids back, and Jesus desires His
1: bride. Yes, yes, amen, amen. And I think, you know, a good practical thing to to point out is because um, Jesus talks a lot about if we if we abide in him we will produce much fruit mm-hmm. and when the spirit is in us the spirit produces fruit in our life yeah and the, in Galatians we read about what the fruit of the Holy Spirit is it's love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control and Paul says against such things there is no law now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Now all of those fruits those are everyday sounding words and you can ask anyone on the street give me a definition for joy give me a definition for peace mm. and they can they can tell you what that is. And when but the development of those of those traits is very difficult. Yes. Patience is tough. <laughs> kindness kindness to all people the way Jesus commands That is tough. Mm -hmm. And that can only happen by a work of the Holy Spirit in our life. That's it. So when the Holy Spirit is moving in you, it's going to yield very practical and Jesus-like
0: fruits. It's true. It's true. And and that fruit, you know, it's often pointed out that that fruit is singular, that the fruit of the spirit, Mm -hmm. not the fruit. So it's not plural. Right. But that singular fruit. So,
1: so important. Yeah, it is. That singular fruit
0: is that this is what's being birthed Mm -hmm. and born and bearing out from us when we abide in the vine. So when we when we submit to that work of the Holy Spirit, because what does Paul say? He say, walk in the Spirit, right? right. And you won't fulfill the lusts or the passions of the right. flesh. And everyone always says, well, how do I walk in the Spirit? And I think, I, I, I was listening to Pastor Zach's message, and that part that he broke down, everyone who calls, that... Epicleo or Epicaleo. Epicaleo, yeah, Yeah. which is such a great word. Yes. And and I was my instantly was thinking about some great conversations that I've had in the past and thinking about that surname. So Mm -hmm. the best thing that I can do is to not try to work hard to work patience and peace and joy and love in my life, but to see myself as one with Christ. Like my surname is Kurt. Of Christ, Like mm-hmm. my name, I've been baptized wow. into him. Yes. And yes. so th- this is part of why I was drawn to that altar call on Sunday, because Zach was saying, hey, we have these nagging things that stick around in our lives. Yeah. Why? It's because we haven't been able to allow ourselves to be fully immersed and be right. called by the name right. of the Lord. Right not me just calling on right. him help jesus mm-hmm. but me actually be actually to be called by the name of the lord and it makes sense when you're the bride yes. so my wife is mrs kurt mcwilliams right so we as the bride, right? right? We are Mrs. Jesus Christ or Jesus of Nazareth, which is so weird. Right. right. But we walk, right. we walk in his name and his authority. Right. And that's why we ought to
1: speak as he speaks. Yes. And you know, Zach talked about, you know, Peter, Peter spoke. He addressed the crowd. Yes. And how it's time for Christians to speak. You know, we can't we can't just be another social justice group. We can't mm-hmm. just be another group of people that do nice things for the community we have to speak the gospel. That's it. And when we're active in the Holy Spirit, when we when we allow the Holy Spirit to guide us, to guide our words, then we have we have more of a confidence and we have um a better understanding of how to have relationships with people because that's the point. It's the Father wanted a relationship with us. That's it. And he wants a relationship with everyone else that we encounter. Mm-hmm. Um and it's up to us to tell people that. Yeah. You know, Jesus says Um, in Matthew nine, he says that, uh, it says, seeing the people, verse 36, he felt compassion for, for them because they were distressed and dispirited like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Therefore, beseech the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the whole point, yeah, it it's is. we
0: come to Jesus to get more of Jesus so that we can pour Jesus out. Mm-hmm. And if we think about it's it's not it's not just for that working piece because I don't know about you, but i I grew up thinking that, okay, I've just been saved. To do work for God. And I think this is a really important mm. clarity to bring. Yes. No, no, no. You haven't been yes. saved just because God needs you to do work. He could do the work all by himself. You get to oh, join yes. in with him. Yes. But Amen. you've been saved Amen. because God wants you. He wants relationship. The same reason that the bridegroom would pursue the bride is because he wants her. He wants a relationship. Yes. He wants fellowship. Mm-hmm. He wants connection. Yeah. The father desires connection with us, which right. is what he had in the garden. Right. So he paid the price. He paid the dowry. Right the purchase price to get us back. Right. So when we understand that, right, Luke, and then when we have the Holy spirit giving us the boldness and confidence, mm. we understand that we're going out fishing, right. not to work amen. for God, amen. but to tell them this good news yes. that we have. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. You know, I was talking to one of my, one of my friends the other day and um, he was working through the, you know, the concept of surrendering and, mm. and surrendering different, different things in his life. Um, and, after after he worked through that, like we were we were talking, and I was like, okay, so now, like, what is the Holy Spirit giving you in that in place of that? And it was mind blowing to him because wow. he had never thought of the Holy Spirit as giving 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 gifts. Whoa! But the but that's what the Spirit does. Yeah, the Spirit gives us gifts hmm. and. And those gifts, like, you know, the receiving of that, that's like a lot of times those, those sometimes like the warm fuzzy or like whatever, like the, the getting that revelation or that prophetic word, that's a gift from the Holy Spirit to you. And then that gift very often has, it changes you, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but there might be a, an ability that comes with that. And as you work on that ability, it then maximizes your your use yeah. for Jesus to
0: bring other people to himself. That's so great. That's awesome. That's because you become that light that that's on a hill. Mm-hmm. You become it's just coming right out of you. You can people can see it and they're drawn to it yeah. because you have that intimacy. Amen. And he's giving you those gifts. He is employing it and doing the work. Man, there's so much inside of this, and so good. I, I was just thinking as we were kind of bringing things down to a close here. What what should we be thinking about practically? Like, hey, maybe Lord, search my heart this week. Where where is there an area that maybe I've been abusing? The work of the Holy Spirit. How mm-hmm. do I get? Because I was thinking, the one word that kept coming to me was realignment. So one reason, one reason yeah. we may come back together mm-hmm. on a Sunday and, and be in the environment is not for the goosebumps, for, for a realignment. Right. We come back together right. for a realignment, and Amen. then throughout the week, the Holy Spirit can give us adjustments as well. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, the other thing is, the end result here is we need the Holy Spirit. Right. The, we really need the active agent of the mm, holy spirit. Amen. He is active in our world today and he's deployed through us. Right.
1: Amen. Amen. I, I actually think that pastor Zach um in his closing of the first service gave he said some things that I think have a lot of really good practical application for us. And it's you know he says what changes us is when we take on the name. Mm-hmm. So asking yourself have have I taken on the name of Christ. Mm-hmm. Have I allowed Him to call me by His name? So, and even if you have to sit there, yeah, allow the Holy Spirit to minister you to yeah. minister to you in that, yeah. And then understand this is what Zach said: Holy, the Holy Spirit was poured out so that you would call on the name. So it's like this dynamic yeah. process of me calling on the name, but also the Holy Spirit in me causing me to call back on His name, um, and and even just praying. Holy Spirit help me. Mhm. Like if that's where you have to start, mm-hmm. start there. Yeah. Because the Holy Spirit will not let you down. Jesus will not let us down. The Father, he's a good father. That's right. He's a very very good father and and you know the word says that it's his kindness that draws us to repentance. It's not his it's not his wrath, it's not his punishment. It's his kindness. That's it. So when we
0: turn to him, he was running, he's running towards us. Mhm. So good. So good. I'm even feeling it right now as you're talking Mm. about the importance of just kind of sitting back and, and doing that work. We're We're all in a rush right now, right? Mm -hmm. And we're getting nowhere fast. Everybody's on edge. People are racing. This COVID has really ramped us up. And we don't stop much time most of the time now and think about it, but everybody's on edge all the time. And everybody's racing around. Everyone's trying to just sit. Why don't we sit and be quiet? Why don't we allow the Holy Spirit to do the work? And that's actually what we want to pray for you right now. Mm. We want to pray that the Holy Spirit come and invade your space. And one of the things that we like to encourage too is if you're sitting there, a lot of times I encounter people and they say, man, I I try to read the Bible and it doesn't make any sense to me. Mm -hmm. My first question is, well, do you have the illuminator inside of you? Do you have the Holy Spirit inside of you? Are you born again? And if we satisfy that, then it's like, okay, here's one practice. When I sit down to read, I'm not looking at it from a natural perspective. I'm asking the helper and the comforter, to reveal the truth of the Amen. word to me. Yes. Because Jesus said he will remind you of the things I've said and he will show you things to come. Right. So we rely on that. So we're gonna pray two things today. Number one, that the Holy Spirit would do the work to illuminate the word so we can grow in a relationship with the Father. And number two, that the Holy Spirit would come and invade your life, maybe like never before. So, Father, we pray over everyone listening and hearing right now, we pray in the name of Jesus. Jesus, just like you promised the Holy Spirit would be poured out. And we read these passages even in in a prophecy Mm. years before it ever took place. These words were spoken that your heart's desire is that your spirit would be poured out on all flesh. And yeah, we have the promise of visions and dreams. We have the promise of all these great works of the Holy Spirit. But more than anything, it's relationship with you because that leads us to lead others into relationship with you. So we just pray right now for a fresh outpouring all over everybody who is listening. And we trust you, Holy Spirit, that you would be the illuminator to the word as we study. We thank you for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, it has been a great show. Yes, it has. Lots of fun. You can always let us know your thoughts, info at hpc.church. And uh, other than that, I'm Kurt. And I'm Luke. And this is The Breakdown. We'll see you next week.